vision for what I do with music um and uh I I just do that because I need to like it's fun to me yeah. you know it's it's a way for me to express and get the things out of my head For joining me, I believe it's pretty early for you, or is it not? Uh, yeah, it's 8 a.m. at Hawaii time. All right, but yeah, you... it's not not too bad. <laughs> okay, you always wake up this early, or no? Um, but but if I do, it's not not a big problem. I I usually wake up around like nine or ten. Thanks for making a an exception for me. That's that's really nice. Of course, man. So, would you like to introduce yourself to? Uh the listeners hopefully <laughs> sure yeah my name is day han uh, i'm originally from from maryland uh just outside born just outside of dc uh, I lived in New York for some time, and then I made my way over to Hawaii, and I've been in Hawaii ever since. And uh, I'm a drummer, uh, full-time musician. I play uh, the piano, compose music. I'm a producer. Gonna be a dad soon. Oh wow! Congrats, man. <laughs> yeah, in February. Um, wow. Yeah, and that pretty much sums me up for about right now. Well, yeah. Congrats. That's awesome. Um, Thank you. I was wondering, I don't really know a lot about Hawaii, but since you're a musician, uh, why did you, like, why did you move there? Because it doesn't, like, I, I read some stuff that there's, like, a scene over there, but is that one of the choices you made, or how did that happen? Uh, well, when I first heard about moving to Hawaii, I was living in New York, and I was just, like, you know, I was kind of, like, going through some stuff, and it was just too cold, and... Um, I didn't want to be in New York anymore. And my sister, you know, there's a lot of military people in Hawaii. My sister uh, is married to a, a Marine. He's now out, of, but at the time uh, they were stationed in Hawaii. And she told me to just come check it out. Honestly, I didn't know anything about Hawaii, uh, even though Hawaii is, is a state of America. Um, I didn't know anything about it. To me, it was like a foreign country. Um, but I just went and moved anyway because I just I just was trying to get out of New York um, any means possible. So um, when I got here, I was pleasantly surprised to find out that it, it wasn't, you know, like uh, Hawaiians living in huts. You know, like it's it's actually yeah. like Honolulu is a city 
there's the music scene, there's an art scene, there's a lot of great food. The the weather is is nice all year round. And to top it off, they do have a really warm and loving um, art scene here. Yeah, that's awesome. And how, how did you get involved in that? Uh, yeah, I just, you know, uh, once I found out that there was a music scene here, I just started going out to different clubs, different bars, um, and just checking out, just checking out, like, I guess I started off with the jazz scene. Mm -hmm. um, and I just, I was just going to different dive bars uh, to, to hear like the jazz cats and I heard they're letting people sit in. So I would just go um, introduce myself, you know, very, very like uh, modestly, you know, just ask, mm -hmm. Hey, can I, can I sit in? And, you know, um, one of the things I did to kind of entice them was like, Hey, I just moved from New York. You know, I wouldn't necessarily claim I'm from New York, but I'd say I moved from New York. Um, and that usually kind of got people's attention a little bit, um, especially with jazz. So, uh, yeah, once um, once I started sitting in a little bit, you know, word around here, it's such a small community uh, word around here started kind of like uh, getting around about me like, oh, there's this cat from New York. <laughs> like people were calling me this cat from New York. Um, but they're like, yeah, there's this drummer from New York. He's got this New York style. And I was just like, all right, I'll just, I'll go with it, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. The, the New York style, that's of course something we want to talk about. Like you were also involved in New York with music, right? What what were you up to over there? Uh, well, that's a good question, but uh, I, I actually wasn't, you know, New oh. York, um, my time in New York was, uh, was actually probably the the time in my life that was least musically active uh one of the reasons might be that i just my head wasn't in that space i started playing music when i was like nine like seriously like when i started learning how to read music and play drums um and since then like you know i i've been pursuing music like on a steeper and steeper uh, path. And uh, I got to a point where I just kind of got burnt out. And then that's when I moved to New York to actually kind of like uh, pursue other interests. And I just kind of like uh, did a bunch of odd jobs and uh, I didn't really play any music at all. I guess this, another reason why I didn't play is uh, the competition out there to play the type of music I was interested in. It was just out of my league at the time. Uh, there were, you know, really, really good jazz drummers in the city, you know, the best in the world. I had no business being a part of that at the time, you know. So, yeah, uh, a lot of my time in New York wasn't very musical at all. It was just grinding, working. Um, it kind of told me, like, uh, you get started, you got started when you were nine. How did you get into... Uh, music how like did you start with jazz or how did hip-hop and jazz became what you do now um i started because my brother um who's 10 years older than me um he was a drummer um and he was a really good drummer uh he started playing like with like his friends and Pretty soon he 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 got into jazz. And I think that's kind of when I started like piecing together, you know, what drumming is about. 
and then that's what got me interested in signing up for band at school I was just I didn't really know what I was doing you know when you're nine years old you you're just doing things you know because people tell you to or or you just do it out of randomness and I was just like okay I'll do it and I realized that you know um there's a whole craft to this there's a there's a system there's technique um there's it's a language and um once I started realizing it what what music was um then I was like hooked it was just it was just kind of like fun you know it was addicting Um, yeah it's like a drug and uh yeah after that like you know me and my brother um we don't really like talk that much anymore for many reasons um you know uh, I wish him well uh he got me started I, I do have to credit him for that but you know once once I started uh you know, taking band at school, I was on my own, man. I just, uh, I fell in love with it in my own way, you know? Yeah. Wow. That's really honest, man. So how did you, cause you started with jazz, right? I started in church. Ah. I always had an affinity for jazz. I never knew what it was though, but okay. I, 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 I always had an affinity for it. I started in church. I started playing with rock. I did a lot of rock. For the podcast, I also talked about Chris Dave and Kareem mm-hmm. Riggins. Um, and Questlove, and I'm not sure about Questlove, but the other two, like most of the drummers that I know, actually, like they start in in church, and it's funny how they all, like Chris Dave and Kareem Riggins, end up like in a similar style to you with jazz and hip hop and being influenced by Jay Dilla. So how did you transition from gospel, not per se gospel, but from church music to jazz to hip hop? You know, all the music that I've been exposed to in life was just kind of by by random chance and i'm kind of lucky in that regard because like i didn't find jay dilla on my own like my one of my good friends in high school um introduced me to jay dilla He also introduced me, his name, by the way, his name is uh, Taylor Tidwell. He's just, he's like always digging for music. He's just one of those guys who he'll like know what's going to be hot and he won't even think about it that way. He just listens to it because he likes it. But I didn't know anything about anything other than like at the time I was listening to a lot of like Pharrell and the Neptunes and and Jay-Z and um, that was the kind of stuff I cleaved to. But um Once I realized that, you know, there are things like Jay Dilla and Madlib and MF Doom and Nuja Bess, I was just like enamored by, you know, I was like, oh, this is what I've been looking for this whole time, you know? So honestly, man, a lot of a lot of everything I, I learned is because of him. He kind of introduced me to it. And yeah, I've just been hooked ever since. All right. Um- <laughs> I asked you if you have some like inspirations or albums or songs or whatever that you want to discuss. Did you find the time to think about it? I, I I'm kind of like the kind of guy that'll listen to the same album for years and just keep listening to it. Okay. Um, one of my favorite uh, trumpet players is Roy Hargrove. Bye. Uh-huh. 
may he rest in peace. But uh, yeah, Roy Hargrove, I, I listened to a lot of his albums just on repeat just to study it, but also because I just I love that sound that he brings. I also, of course, I guess I have a, a thing for trumpet players. I, I love Miles Davis. I listen to uh, Seven Steps to Heaven all the time. I just I just love the vibe of that record, you know. Um, those are some of the albums I have on repeat. And then some of the new stuff that I've been listening to. Uh, Pete Rock has a, has a new album out. Instrumentals 3. Yeah, so like the the idea of this album is instead of him sampling and making beats, he got a band together and they kind of like cultivated that sound but with with live musicians. Um that that kind of reminds me of Guru. I'm sure you know him. Guru is Jasmine Das, right? Yeah. Like do you have anything with him or I, first of all, yes, I love I love the Jasmine Taz series. Um, it's just like uh, it's, it's another one of those those things like why I listen to Miles Davis over and over again. It just has that that classic appeal to it. Um, same thing with Jasmine Taz. Uh, but it, I have a funny story. Um, there's a there's a trumpet player uh, by the name of Brown Man Ali. He's okay. kind of a eccentric guy, but He's also kind of low-key in his his career decisions, but he played he played with Guru uh, for a few years. He passed. From Sofia, Bulgaria to the New York interior, you see poverty and crime throughout these areas, and people with tattered clothes, babies from battered homes, pure hard times, just they're dying from that alone. U.S. shores to countries overseas. This universal struggle's got a hold on me. Every city's got a ghetto. The prisons are filled. The police and the military in position to kill. And I just want to live my life with less pain. Seems like only a few moves left in this chess game. This guy, brown man, comes to Hawaii every uh, every January, February. And he just like, every, every jazz cat in Hawaii knows him because he's been coming for so many years. Oh, that's dope. And he just like hits up all these different clubs and he hits up all these musicians. And um, he hit me up one time and uh, we played we played a couple gigs together and he just likes to play just straight ahead jazz. But yeah, he um, he played with Guru and I guess they they were pretty tight. Um, I never met Guru myself, but it was kind of cool to meet someone who was who was close to him. Yeah, you played with him. So. Yeah, that's cool, man. <laughs> Sounds like that guy's living the dream, to be honest. Like, yeah, traveling to Hawaii once in a while, playing music. Yeah. That sounds kind of good. Yeah. All right. So I uh, I kind of did some research on you. 
Yeah, I, I I read that you were also working with a Japanese rapper, right? Yeah, um, he goes by the name of Shingo too. Here we go, part two. Check me out. Once again, now where do I start? Dear love, I'm struck with the pull up to find you here. Every morning I wake from a cavernous night. Sometimes he asked me to be his drummer for what I thought was just going to be a one-time thing, but it just ended up like, you know, organically, you know, we ended up kind of like piecing together a whole band from this thing. And so it was me and uh, a bassist by the name of uh, Will Tofolo and a sax player by the name of Nicholas Calacchini. And now we have a keyboard player. So we're like completely topped off now. Um, That's nice. Are you, uh, because I don't really know him. I, I listened to a couple songs today. Are you on any records with him, or is it just live? Um, I'm not on any records with him. Um, he is on one record with me on my on my album Blue. Uh, he's one of the featuring artists. On, oh, really? oh, I missed that. Okay, that's yeah, cool. that's a good uh, segue because that's actually the album how I like got to know you. Initially intimidated, feeling like a kid in the library, eventually assimilated, digging in the corner for the gem as a diamond in the rough, I was scintillated. When the city blocks polish and refine my looks, and I knew which cuts kept my shine, I was took like fish out of water, amphibious, gills taken in the fresh air of metropolis, opposite of safe layers I was used to, remembering the do's and don'ts and who's who, home of the juice crew to the boogie down, history in the names of parts of town. Pavement riddled with potholes now Steam rising like bats of whales in tow You know the A-train packs sardines in the boat And yet we all say honey home sweet home Honey home sweet home Do you want to talk about that album for a bit? Like how did that happen? What was your your reason to make it? And your influences that shaped this album? Yeah, I kind of talked about it a little bit earlier When I said I wanted to get out of New York and And then I ended up uh, moving to Hawaii. So basically, that album Blue is like about, I guess, my my years of like early 20s, just figuring things out. It's kind of to me, it's kind of an emotional album. I don't know like what what you guys think when you listen to it, um, but I did want to kind of strike like some type of emotion, you know. Um, through the through the music and, and the chords and the, just the, the beats and how everything felt um, because it is kind of like a sonic diary of like all the things that I saw and went through um, and like you know just going through life and um, how I was just kind of like was sick of New York I was basically like depressed you know the winters there are really long and you can't really go out You're not really seeing that much sunlight, especially if you're working a lot. Yeah. Um, and it's cold, and it's just like, yeah, I wanted to get out of there. I uh, I had a lot of I had a lot of issues with like with drugs and certain people. You know, like I was just kind of getting mixed up in the wrong thing um, to help pass the time. I should have been playing music to help pass the time, but I wasn't. You know, I was. I was working and like doing drugs and dealing drugs. <laughs> I don't know if I can say that on this, but <laughs> I, I can but cut it out truth. if you want that. 
That's really no, honest, I mean, man. It's the truth, though. That's and that's kind of like you know, um, I just kind of my life was kind of spiraling out of control, yeah. and um, that's when I I reached out to my sister, or she kind of reached out to me. It was it it, it just kind of worked out like at the perfect time, and um, and I was just like, all right, I'm re- I'm ready to get out of here. I'm ready to like get a second chance if I can, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what the album is about, you know, like, um, I put, it took two years to, to get that album finished, which is a big deal to me because like, uh, as a beat maker, I like putting together projects like really fast, but for this, like I, I really took my time with it, made sure that I, made sure musically that I was, I was going down the right path, you know, and not just playing anything. Sometimes, sometimes it's really easy to get carried away, like musically when you're creating something like, um, you can like add something that, that sounds really, really cool. and might catch your attention right away, but it might end up becoming like a gimmick, you know? Yeah. So I tried to stray away from like gimmicks and, tried to just be really true to like like grooving and an emotion you know and and kind of keeping it as simple as possible and that's kind of you know the two-year process of how i created blue at least the the mind state i was in for that album yeah that's really interesting and you said that uh as a producer you, you like to work like really really fast um mm-hmm. How is that like when you have two different mindsets? One is a drummer, one is a producer, and you also said you play keys. Maybe that's even different as well. Uh, how do you combine that, or is that like does that help each other? How uh, how do you feel? Yeah, like? I think it it all definitely helps. Um, they're all uh, skills. They're all a means to to an end. Like um, learning how to play keys. Um, helped me to understand like how how you make songs basically um, you can't just make songs with drums like no. uh, otherwise it's just it's just beats it's just drums um, which can be like you know just drums by itself is like tribal you know um, but keys kind of added the whole song element like now i can make a verse now i can make a a chorus and um now i'm exploring things like uh intros and outros and like alternate chords and things like that uh but you know producing uh the way that producing helped is before i i got into playing keys and when i was just a drummer um, with producing, it's really easy to fake like being a great keyboardist because you can you can like uh, program everything, you yeah. know. Uh-huh. You can program like if you think of it in your head, you can kind of put that out as a producer, right? Yeah. That's all. That's all you need as a producer. You just need to you just need to be able to imagine it, what it sounds like, and then you can kind of create it and build it from there. Um, and all of that kind of like played into 
where I am today, I, I have more of a focus on the, on the piano um, because now I kind of try to t- take what I hear in my head and, and bring it out on the piano. Yeah, man. Uh, I think I think that answered your question. I don't know if I kind yeah. of strayed off a little bit. No, that's interesting. <laughs> and like, do you notice that playing piano influences your way of drumming as well, or maybe producing influences your way of drumming? I think it does a little bit here and there. You know, like you're saying, it's like it is kind of like wearing different hats. Um, yeah. So like when I play piano, I'm only thinking about piano. And when I'm playing drums, I'm only thinking about drums. Um, in fact, the more time I spend on, on piano, the, the more I realize I need to practice drums. Because um, <laughs> like, you know, you get, you get rusty in, in some departments when you, when you kind of focus too much on, on one of them, you know? Yeah. Is it difficult to keep up with all these different, like the different stuff that you're doing? Or do you manage... Sometimes, I mean, honestly, it's it's all kind of fun, you know. It's like it's fun to me. So that's what it's about, man. Yeah, it's it's a way for me to express and ultimately, you know, get everything out of my head. Like um, sometimes my parents ask me, or my siblings, or my my in laws, they'll ask, "Hey, do you make any money from this?" And um, the honest answer is not really like not not really enough to like pay my bills um i i you know i make money as a as a teacher i teach music um, yeah. privately um so i don't depend on this as a source of income to me i'm like a, a sound artist i'm a musician um but not just a musician like i i have a whole vision for what i do with music um and uh i i just do that because i need to like it's fun to me yeah. you know it's it's a way for me to express and get the things out of my head i'm I'm glad to hear that man that you still enjoy it because i can imagine like you said the competitiveness in new york uh like i i kind of feel that same way about like schools in the netherlands like the competitive levels um within the schools and i'm i'm glad that you found the joy because that's that's eventually what it's about Let's d- just discuss blue, like, for uh, for a small period of time. Yeah. Uh, like, is there one song that especially means something more to you, or that that really has a deeper connection with you? Um. Yeah. Uh. I guess you know the 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 last song on the album. It's probably the song that most people skip because <laughs> it's so different from everything else. There's no drums. It's really droney. You know, there's it, it almost sounds like, you know, the title of that song is called In a Dream. It, it, it almost sounds like you're in a dream listening to it. Um, that song means probably the most to me because it's kind of like a reflection of like where I am now, you know, like... Um, the fabric of our lives is so sensitive, you know, like um, it feels like you're in a dream sometimes, you know, like things just move so fast all the time. Yeah. And, you know, like any little thing could, could kind of like, like at any given moment, it could all just go away, you know? And that was kind of like my thought on, on that song, you know, like where I am now um, compared to where I was, 
in New York. Um, you know, I'm ultimately grateful, but uh, it's also like a, a matter of, you know, making sure that I stay grounded, don't float away into fantasy or like a dream, you know? Yeah. So if there's like, you kind of said it already, if there's like one sentence that people need to keep in mind when they listen to that song, like, could you, could you describe that? Yeah. Um, just be grateful. <laughs> That's enough. Do you, yeah. do you think it's okay if I like play the song at the end of the episode? Sure, absolutely. Okay, yeah. that's cool, man. I also today I heard that you I heard your new album, your EP, right? Seasons Volume One, if I'm correct. Yes. Would you mind telling me a bit about that? Because actually, it's funny. I I just think of it. It's about winter, and you said that the winters in New York are horrible. How, yeah, that sounds like a funny, maybe, I'm not sure if it's a coincidence, but uh, why is that? Yeah, no, that is a coincidence. I didn't, I, you know, I've been in Hawaii for over five years now, so I've been away from the cold winters long enough. I can reflect on it now. Ah, yeah. <laughs> and, and actually, I kind of, I do miss it sometimes. Um, but again, you know, it wasn't just the winters in New York. It was a, a culmination of like a bunch of dark negative stuff. Yeah. But, with that being said seasons uh is um it's a it's a new like lo-fi beat making series that i want to get into and explore a little bit of background i i used to make a lot of beats like a lot every day i'd make like two to three beats and this was back from 2009 to 2014 i have a ton of beats on my hard drive um, like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of beats, um, maybe even thousands. But uh, wow. I've, I've just and a lot of them honestly sound like crap. You know, I listen <laughs> back to them and they're just kind of weird. But it was, it's like a time capsule. You know, I listen back to some of them and realize, oh, this is what I was thinking back then. You know, um, uh, when I moved to Hawaii, I got so into live music again and jazz and just performing. I, I didn't really need to make beats anymore. I was able to express what I needed to express through live music and drums. But recently, I, I kind of got back into it. I don't know what it what it really is, what the driving force was behind it, but I, I, I got back into it, and I'm, like, really getting back into it again. So I decided, hey, I'm going to release a project. I decided to do some renditions of, like, a couple of, popular Christmas songs as well as release some beats that I've just been kind of sitting on for a little while. Um, the, the goal is to re release a, a new beat tape every season. I am notorious for working on many things at, at the same time. Um, and I'll take my time with it. Um, so like it'll be a lot of things that I'm working on that I'm still working on something else and then you know but right now I'm also working on uh, um, a, a Latin jazz album um, okay which is completely unrelated to any of my other projects this is like a like a I, I guess you can say like a straight ahead kind of jazz thing but um, I don't want it to be straight ahead But uh, also, I'm also working on uh, uh, another album that's kind of 
like Blue. Um, it's like a sequel to Blue. Um, okay. It's another it's another Sonic Diary kind of thing, but um, this album is going to focus more on like my years being here in Hawaii. All right. Um, do, like, do you have anything else that you want to discuss? Uh, and I can I guess uh, right now would be a good time to shout out uh, some some friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> um, I hope they'll listen. Yeah. Um, shout out to. Roger Bong at Aloha Got Soul. Shout out to Nelson Cho. He is me and him are like a team. We worked on Blue together. Shout out to Shingo. Shout out to Marianne. She was the singer on DC to NYC too. Mm. Uh, shout out to Nick Kalakini. He played sax on uh, the title track for Blue. man shout out to everyone out there in the world supporting my music and uh listening to good music and getting by in this crazy living it yeah how are things over in uh where you are with covid yeah man i just really like i miss going to festivals and to concerts um so that's why i'm keeping busy with uh, with the podcast right now it's also quite interesting because it's not great but we'll manage well, first of all, thanks for having me on, man. Like, it's, uh, I don't usually do this, so. Yeah, man, just thanks for, thanks for putting this together. I, I, uh, kind of went outside of what I normally do socially to, to do this, but I'm really glad I did, man. Yeah, I just, I must, like, there's two, two other guys that I'm gonna interview hopefully soon. Uh, so it's gonna be really interesting, and I'm, I'm glad that that you wanted to join me because i don't know I, I'm, I'm not even sure how i came across your album i don't know there was something i i just like finding those albums that are like not the mainstream or what everyone already knows and i found you and i was like damn there's this guy and i don't know now we're talking that's really cool <laughs> thank you yeah uh you know i think we're all kind of connected through like jay dilla and like similar influences like that you know that's yeah. kind of like the power of of the legacy he left behind you know he he like amassed this huge following of of people who were interested in it, like-minded individuals you know yeah and i think it's cool it's cool to see that even today it's so crazy that he has a like he was a drummer as well but he's uh, well known for his beat making that he inspired so many drummers as well like mm-hmm. usually it's the other way around but, like that's what I think at least yeah no that's true um, but yeah man he, he he was just great man he he inspired a whole generation and yeah. inspired a whole genre modern jazz today is is very much like saturated in the sound of Jay Dilla it's crazy yeah. man yeah i'm i'm getting closer and closer to not meeting my dukes um i don't to be honest like i don't that's not my goal in life i don't i don't want to like i don't really care to meet like my idols no (laughs) Um, i i appreciate them from a distance and i really do um but i want to do these these uh dilla tributes to 
for one, the music is super fun to play. Two, it's fun putting the music together and like making a whole production out of it. And three, to commemorate the legacy, you know, and like teach these younglings like what good music is, you know, and why why modern jazz is the way it is today, you know, why a lot of music is the way it is today. And yeah. just kind of break things down to a science. A lot of it goes over people's heads, I think. But, um, you know, I, I do it because it's fun ultimately. But uh, there are some friends I know who are who are kind of tight with the with his family, Jay Dilla's family. Um, oh, really? So it's becoming a little weirder now to continue these tributes and like put Jay Dilla's name on there. Um, if I if I am gonna do it going forward, I think I think I'm gonna just be a little more low key about it. And you know, it's great that I'm becoming my own artist because now I can just kind of focus on my music and I can pay homage to whoever I want, like uh, in a in a, in a more like uh, subtle and quiet way. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Like, you don't want to be the Jay Dilla guy eventually, right? Right, right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Do you have Do you have a favorite track from uh, from Dilla to uh, to play live? No, or just there's too something? many. Oh, there's too many. <laughs> All hey, of them. <laughs> Sorry. All of, All them. of them. Um. Yeah, like I love his stuff with um, with Erica Badu, with uh, a song that uh that we play a lot uh is didn't you know um it's that bass line yeah and um the beat is just really it's kind of like not a normal tempo either for dilla like dilla's usually like but that tempo is kind of like right so like it's it's different in that way um stuff he did with common like mc squared We've done like live renditions of that, and my friend Nelson was triggering the sample for MC Square. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that was that's super fun. Yeah, I feel like I feel like you could talk about Dilla for a while, but um, is there <laughs> is there anything else? Oh man, I think I think that's it, man. I think you're um, you're doing a great job interviewing. Um, you're a great interviewer. Um, Thanks. I, wow. I really appreciate the questions you asked. Um, yeah, I'd love to hear you one day if if you do if you do end up recording something. Um, I will keep you up to date. I think you need to get started with your day, <laughs> and I'm gonna yeah. have dinner. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm got I gotta eat breakfast. So cool. <laughs> All right, enjoy. I hope you have lovely Christmas. Yeah, man. Let's stay in touch, man. I, again, thanks so much for doing this. Um, uh, that I had a lot of fun, man. We'll stay in touch, man. All right. Take care. Yeah, you too.